Hey friends, welcome to Real Stories of Life with God, a podcast with a pretty explanatory title, because that's what we're here for, a conversation with real people about their unique life with God. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. Um, okay, so give us a little context about you before we start. So I, I brought this to Nicole, and I was like, it has, you know, a few unique things about you. And if you ever want an honest answer, right, ask your spouse. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd come up with a, a couple of the same things I did, which is we have twins, which, you know, maybe nowadays that's not something that's extremely uncommon, but I think it's still <laughs> unique. And uh, the other thing she brought up was that I'm an Eagle Scout, which is um, <laughs> which is also a thing I thought of. Um, I couldn't really think of anything else. She said that because I cut my fingernails at work every Monday makes me unique. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think she uses unique interchangeably with weird. So like a lot of guys might get that. It's just, it's easier sometimes. You're sitting in a chair, you can pull over right over a trash can. It's just, it's convenient. So. Oh, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Um, how long have you and Nicole been married? Remind me. I feel like I probably should know. Ooh. It'll be 10 years in June. And you uh, also have a faithful golden retriever and a new daughter. Let's not forget Mally. We were just talking about her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, you know, Banks has been the best with them. I mean, mm. witnessing how uh, good he was to them and then seeing Mally too. I mean, we, we took a family walk yesterday and I feel like Banks is really, he's getting to that point where he's finally mellowing out at... Uh, <laughs> Nine years old. We celebrated his ninth birthday, but uh, he didn't pull at all, which I'm not used to. And I mentioned it to Nicole, and she was like, "Oh, he's he's old." I'm like, "Oh man, mellowing, but, chilling out. Maybe that's why he's so good with kids, though. Y'all's kids yeah. right now, especially Mally. He's just kind of yeah. chilled out a little bit." Okay, two of the verses that kind of jump started some of these questions for me. It was Matthew 22, 36 to 40. Jesus is asked which commandment of the law is the greatest. And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. What currently stirs your love for God? Yeah, I mean, and thinking about this question and trying to prepare mentally for our our talk, um, for me, it's family. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, witnessing, you know, his power and I'll say creativity and just organizing the chaos of our lives <laughs> um, and, and what we call it. I mean, I, it's hectic, right? But there's there's beauty in it, too. So I mm-hmm. just think about our family um, and really raising godly children. And I know, I mean, I, I compare it a lot to, you know, what I do for a living because I'm helping people, you know, build for, you know, an end goal, an end game you know, that may not come for 20, 30 years. Um, It's something that I may not see, may not ever see, like the Mm -hmm. ultimate result of, right? So for for me, it's that um, family and just trying to be, you know, a good dad and a good husband and, you know, trying to embody all the the godly characteristics I can and just being a good, good example. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how the different seasons of our life and the different things that God gives us can either maybe put distance between us and him or draw us closer. Mm -hmm. It's pretty neat to hear how what he's given you, your kids and your home and your job and your work is drawing you nearer than further. 
Yeah. For for me too. I mean, and I don't know what it is. I feel like sometimes, um, you know, God created us all in unique ways, right? And for whatever reason, He's given me the ability to give up a lot to Him. Mm. Um, Some people may describe that as faith, but I, I feel like there's something that's been created. In me and in some and in, in, in other people as well, that just makes it easier, if that makes sense. And I mean, some some people may just say that strength and faith, but um, which I would agree with. But I feel like just character traits, you know, personalities. I mean, there's people. Some people are a lot more easygoing than others, and and I'm one of those people. So I think it just um, it makes it easier to to have faith. But I also understand that that God put that in me. Mm. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I've learned that the older I get, the more I realize the kind of capacity that I have that is a little more natural to me, whereas other people maybe have to work extra hard in an area. You know, so I think it's pretty neat when we can realize that or maybe when he shows us those things and then we can recognize how he's wired us that and just run with it and to give that to other people and give that away is pretty awesome. Right. And it, it's it's kind of crazy to think about too, because you don't like in a way, you know, humility comes in, right? I mean, you're not trying to say, you know, that, that you're better than anybody for that reason. And it, right. it makes it, it makes it hard to admit that because you feel like someone may view it that way. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. On the flip side, what currently stifles your love for God? Like I thought about this, I mean, it <laughs> it, it goes back to family again too, because I I feel like, you know, and I'm I'm not a super anxious person. That I, I, like I said, more go with the flow, kind of relaxed, roll off my shoulders, kind of stuff. But I feel like I only go to that place when it involves our children, <laughs> and, and and just you know, thinking about them and, you know, how they're doing in school and how we're raising them and how they're going to turn out. And, um, we, we took a walk yesterday, as I mentioned, and Nicole mentioned to me, she said, you know, we made all these people, you know, I just gave her a little squeeze while we were walking and she was like, you know, three kids, it just, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when we're all together and with the dog, it's, it's a lot of people. Um, (laughs) and you know, just the, the weight of that, um, with our responsibility as as not only parents but um, under under and in his kingdom um, just hit me right there while we were walking so mm. I feel like the the fear of not doing it quite right or you know the fear of not being able to give it your all or questioning the things you did from a, a parenting perspective or you know immediately regretting something you did as a parent. But there's also beauty in recognizing that, I guess, too, because that that can mold you as a parent for the for the future, for the same circumstance that may come up later on. And you learn and you adapt and you do it a different way, right, wrong or indifferent. Um, (laughs) I I would would say that comes back to family again. And there's the part of um, our kids and our family. You mentioned kind of the weight of it is also because. A lot of it's our God-given control, but then a lot of it's outside of our control. Yeah. And that makes it feel really overwhelming sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Because I can do, I have a lot of God-given responsibility in our daughter Anna's life. Me and John, 
but we can do the best we can. And she's still her own person. Right. She still is on her own path and making her own choices. And while I can steer those and be there for her and, and train and discipline and disciple her, she's still her own person. And that takes yeah. so much trust and so much reliance on grace and so much wisdom. Yeah. yeah. It's frustrating. <laughs> and it's discouraging sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 100%. You know, and then the boys, you know, although they're twins, they are two totally different. And I feel like at, at this point in our lives, I mean, they've, they've flipped on us once. I'm sure they'll do it again. But, just, you know, one of them seems to just have a, a little more trouble with the, um, with the natural hierarchy of our household. <laughs> so he's... He's constantly trying to parent his brother, and he's challenging what what we say um, as his parents. But uh, that's how God made him, and and recognizing that, and and being able to to keep it cool, calm, and collected um, <laughs> to to disciple them well is, is difficult. It's mm, good. I'm sure every parent, or at least ninety nine percent of the parents who will be listening to this are like, yes, I wholeheartedly agree. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to do the best we can. Okay. How about a fill in the blank? The truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. For me, I think I always back up to the fact that, that he's in control and that helps me because he's in control. (laughs) And what I mean by that is, um, it, not that I don't need to try or not that I, you know, don't need to worry or not that I don't need to do things because it doesn't matter what I do. Um, but the fact that, you know, everything that happens in our lives is part of a bigger plan that he himself wrote for us gives me a lot of comfort, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So he's in control and the fact that he's in control gives me comfort. I love that and, a lot. And it, you know, that's what underlying, that's, that's what helps me to, to be a little bit more relaxed and, um, you know, go with the flow with a lot of things. I, I think Nicole would tell, she's mentioned this to me, I don't know if she would say this to other people, but she said that uh, she thought I was patient before we had children, <laughs> which is funny. And I could totally uh, recognize as well and agree. But um. <laughs> I like what you said, though, about remembering that everything with God being in control and him having a bigger plan. If you take the huge 30,000 foot view, you could say it's like his redemptive plan. You know, he's the world is sinful and we are sinful, but he has a plan and he made a way and he's redeeming it all and sanctifying us as we go. And so there's a part that can, even if I'm not seeing the fruit or seeing, um, thinking that I'm being productive, I can trust that he's doing something maybe in a way that I can't see. Um, and even when things don't go my way, maybe I can practice looking for what he might be doing or who he is in that moment, as opposed to trying to figure it out and make it perfect. Yeah. No, you mentioned that. And because that's kind of what I remind myself of, um, you know, when I'm struggling or when I'm stifled, um, there's a, a verse that I, you know, should have committed to memory, but, but I don't. But 
gives me comfort. It's it's one of my favorites. And when it comes up and when we see it and talk about it um, with the boys, I always remind them that it that it's one of my favorites. But it's it's in it's in Psalms, but it's about you know the the pages of your book have already been written or they were written mm. before long before you were thought of basically. And that's just that's just really comforting to me. Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Mm. Psalm 139.16. That's a good reminder for me, too, actually, today. The most striking today about that verse to me is that nothing is surprising to him, and also it doesn't all depend on me to get it right. I'm not entirely responsible because I am not omniscient. I can't know everything. So maybe it also takes some stuff off our shoulders to let God be God and let us be human. (laughs) Right. Okay. Our last question is, what is something you are currently looking forward to? Something I'm currently looking forward to. So this is why I thought um, this would come up again um, (laughs) from a parenthood standpoint. I think one of the things and. Um, that I'm really looking forward to is, you know, I mentioned, you know, raising godly children and and being a good example. But I think one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is watching that relationship between our children and their children. Mm. Um, And and hopefully it's something that that God has in my life and I'm fortunate enough to see, right? Because that's a long way off. Um, (laughs) just, just Just to witness them raising their children and and try to well hopefully we see some of the things that we did for them because I think that then it's confirmation that we did something right, right? But I think that's that's the thing I'm most looking forward to. Not to fast forward twenty years or anything. Because <laughs> I definitely don't want to do that. But um, <laughs> that that's what comes to mind when I when I hear that question. It is kind of a there's something even though we don't want to rush it there is something I think to having a longer term vision in mind that's helpful for today. Yeah. You know, it's like, they won't always be six years old. They won't always be toddlers. They won't, you know, enjoy the phase, but this won't always be like this. And so it kind of is a little bit nice to think through one day things will be different. How will I have wanted to our relationship to be, or how will I have wanted you to remember your childhood or something like that? Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Brett. Absolutely. I've enjoyed it. And hopefully we'll see y'all soon. Once your whole household gets healthy, everybody feels good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, a, this is a good break to my normal routine. Um, good. Listening friends, it means a lot that you added us to your day today. Thank you so much. Wherever you find yourself on your journey with Jesus, I hope you finished this episode with your faith cheered, refreshed, or strengthened. Until next time.